Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, your starting lineup for your Toronto Blue Jays. story time oh baby we are back at it again it's september time we are looking back at our i think our shared probably either favorite or second favorite team of our lifetimes i would say yeah i think it's hard to uh and the good thing about it is they're never talked about we never do this we never mention the 2015 blue jays uh we are (laughs) basically Basically, this is a continuation of the David Price episode. I know that that episode four was sort of the look forward for the team and the look forward for David Price, but it wasn't so much about what happened in that year's playoffs. We did the debut was very exciting and the first game was very exciting and um, we touched very briefly on the September they had. And, of course, everybody remembers the bat flip and everybody remembers all that craziness. What they may or may not remember is that 
that game ended shittily. That run ended shittily. It ended in six games against, I cannot believe the world let the Kansas City Royals into the fucking World Series. But regardless, this is all building. We are building this story time look back because we cannot help ourselves. We cannot help but hurt ourselves with our content. We are looking back at game six of the 2015 American League Championship Series. You know, I feel like this is a game that gets rightly forgotten when we talk about, which is kind of funny because it was the last one of this season. But like, I think in the collective minds of Blue Jays fans, uh, that season ended with game five against Texas. Or if you want to be really generous, the last game of the year was actually the Marco Estrada game in game five. Mm. Yeah, that's certainly how it felt like. But like this was like a this was a crazy game and was the last game of this legendary season and we just don't like to talk about it. I think it it, it is um, maybe intentionally. I, I can't I can't derive my own intentions from a past version of myself. But it is the one that I remember the least. I, I remember yeah a little bit of rain. I remember Jose Batista hitting home runs, but the physical uh, blow by blow memory of it uh, seems to have been stricken from my record, which I think maybe was intentional. Maybe maybe a sign of where I was mentally uh, in terms of intoxication <laughs> on that <laughs> evening as well. No, I'm with you. And I think that's what's kind of crazy about it. Like, this game had a lot of really weird stuff happen. And it's... But I forgot a lot of it. Re- like, rewatching, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, for instance, I like I forgot how most of the runs in this game were scored uh, by the Royals. Yeah. Oh, hey, Royals. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it, man. I really do hate it. Like, it, it's been years, but uh, I'll never forgive the universe for letting the Kansas City Royals win World Series. That's just... It does feel like it shouldn't have happened, doesn't it? It does. It feels like it's embarrassing for baseball that this happened. And it's also like... They just like we were so much better than them. Just let it be the Blue Jays. What, like, what? <laughs> you had yeah. Syndergaard versus uh, Dickey right there, right? And with, and the Mets were also pretty bad that year, so like we probably would have won. Yeah. Oh, no question. The Jays would have rolled. The the fucking Royals won the World Series. Of course, the Jays would have won it. Yeah. Ha! <sighs> <sighs> huh, indeed. Anyway. You're, yeah. You're set, up, you're set up to all this. Um, it basically starts with the David Price. Excellent debut at the beginning of August. Uh, they go on uh, an unbelievable winning streak in August. They're just unstoppable in August and September. It all culminates in a dramatic game against the New York Yankees at Rogers Center, which I attended with my future wife, Russell Martin. Plays the hero in that one. Deux balles de prise à Russell Martin et voilà le signal de McCann. La balle est frappée avec Russell Chargo et elle est partie. Russell, 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 Russell. Le Québec danse, le Canada danse et Russell Chargo. Chef de quête. Bonsoir, elle est partie. Zach, the three points. 
Man, like looking at their schedule from August through to the end of the season, like just a ridiculous, ridiculous run from August. The start of, on August 1st, 2015, which they a game they lost to the Kansas City Royals. The Blue Jays were 53 and 52. They would lose 17 more games the rest of the year. Two of which were the final two games of the season, which they lost four of their last five because who cares? Because they'd clinched the East by that point. And so, like, they really, if you take out those four games, those five games, they went 40 and 17 from August 1st to the end of the season, which is fucking insane. To your yeah. point, that Yankees series in Toronto capped by the Russell Martin home run was probably the most until the playoffs. Obviously that was probably the most fun I'd had at a baseball game in my life. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yes. Uh, no question. That was, you know, they had spent, as you mentioned, the majority of that month building, uh, the case that they were not just, um, a playoff contender, but the best team in the division. And, you know, the Yankees were way up when the, when the, price trade sort of that 500 level team happened the Yankees were way up on that division and the Blue Jays charged and charged and charged and then absolutely wiped them and uh, I remember that Russell Martin moment that home run um, being the moment when it really clicked for me that I was like this is actually happening this is actually 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 the Blue Jays are going to win the American League East, and it's it's real, and I, I I couldn't believe it, honest to God. Yeah, it was. I remember like that whole. I went that whole series, all three games of that Yankees series, and I remember the first game they won, and it was kind of like it was it was fun. Like everyone was, it was just fun being in a in Skydome with people actually like giving a shit. And then they lost the second game, but I remember in that second game, uh, I think Deion Navarro tied it. In the home run in the eighth or the ninth. But like I remember when the, when Navarro hit the home run, I was like, it was like you get the building exploded because they tied the game in the ninth inning or the eighth inning, and it was like, oh, this is cool. And then the Russell home run was like, I I truly because like the last time they were good, I was five. Mm-hmm. Like truly, I never experienced being in a building. For a baseball game like that in my life and the what I found so interesting about that game I don't know if you, I don't know if you recall this before Russell hit that home run you couldn't breathe in that building oh yeah it was so tense in there and so fun it was one nothing is what it was it was it was a one nothing <laughs> game but like Oh, it was so fun. And they, at the early stages of the quarantine, when they were out of things to show on television, they showed this uh, on Sportsnet. And it was my first time seeing it on TV. And I was like, still giddy just watching it on TV. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, this is, this is such great shit. Uh, Dustin Ackley started for the Yankees that day. That's Really? Yeah. There's a forgettable 
Huh. Man, like, it's funny. Like, that season was... I know we've, we've talked about this before on main show and on other story times. But that season was really just made up of so many little moments that we're never going to experience. We, I, we said this on the Price episode. We're never going to experience anything like that ever again. Yeah. No, it was... Uh... It is similar to where the Kawhi thing came out of nowhere and the Kawhi season and the bounce and and all that. Getting over that hill for the first time, clinching the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Uh, those things are special and, and it's different than coming back the next year and still being a good team and expecting to win. Not expecting it. The, the element of surprise is really the huge part of it. And speaking of surprises and speaking of things we didn't expect to happen, and speaking of um, you know those special big moments, Marcus Stroman in that in that uh, game we talked about with Russell Martin hitting the home run. Marcus Stroman started that game, and we started the 2015 season absolutely confident that Marcus Stroman was not going to throw a single pitch for the Blue Jays that year. <laughs> He's pitching this year. Was the was the rallying cry? I believe. Yeah, I remember his first game back was that doubleheader, also against the Yankees. September 12th. Marcus Stroman back in spring training in Dunedin, Florida. He tore his ACL, and he was told, you are done for the season. Right then, Marcus Stroman said, no way. I'll be back pitching in September, and here he is at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, don't ever measure a guy by what you tell him what you can't do. This guy, they told him he couldn't do it, and Marcus might be small in stature, but he's got a huge heart. He said, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to come back and pitch in meaningful games in September. And wouldn't you know it, here he is getting ready for his first start of this season. That's what he did last year, 11-6 with 26 games for the Blue Jays. You got to figure that Marcus is, is fired up, excited. He's going to have to control his emotions. He's pitching in basically his hometown. He's very close from here in Long Island, and he's got a chance to pitch in the in a a meaningful game in September to try and help the Blue Jays win the division. So you I remember that up. day I drank a mason jar of gin and tonic because <laughs> 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 it was an afternoon game for the first one, and Marcus Stroman was back. So like, what else? What else could we possibly do? Uh, and just, it was, I, I, 2015 Marcus Stroman was, and 2016 Marcus Stroman was really a, uh, almost a you had to be there kind of experience because he just captured that excitement so well. Mm -hmm. And everything about him from his celebrations to his energy to the fact that he was really good was just, you couldn't not get swept up in it in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Stroman that year, uh, four starts, four wins, 27 innings pitched, uh, 20 hits allowed, five earned runs, six walks, 18 Ks, a 1.67 ERA uh, in his four starts. He did not allow more than one run in his last three starts and went five innings against the Yankees in that first start, as you said, and then seven innings, seven innings, eight innings. Uh, to close it out. So he went from too injured to pitch to uh, a seven-inning, eight-inning guy right away, fresh off a devastating leg injury. Uh, being right back into that was uh, a truly special moment. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some of the other standout guys um, from that time, Ryan Goins played 128 games. Uh, ben Revere. <laughs> Man. Um, <laughs> 128 games of Ryan Goins and that team was that when team won the AL East. That's how good that team was. That they had fucking Chris Colabello and Ryan Goins on the right side of the infield and won the AL East. <laughs> Chris Colabello, a 138 OPS plus that year. He hit 321, <laughs> 367, 520, which is which I got to say, which is only fifth best on the team. Uh, Donaldson, well, fourth best. I don't think Darwin Barney's 15 games of. 149 no. OPS plus count. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Danny Valencia had a cup of coffee with this team. Uh, Steve Tolleson, Matt Hag, uh, a lot of fun oh, yeah. names. Let's so. remember. Let's remember some guys. I'll, I'll, Hell I'll remember, yeah. I'm remember some guys. Jeff Francis made 14 appearances. Right. Yeah. Miguel Man. Castro. Miguel Castro was before Osuna grabbed the reins as a 20 year old. Uh, Miguel Castro was the guy we spent all that time talking ourselves into. Didn't we trade him for Tulo? He was in the Tulo trade. That that is yeah. Absolutely yeah. correct. And then, unfortunately, of course, uh, Roberto Asuno mysteriously died. Uh, unfortunately. And so couldn't pitch the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, like, oh, who else we got? Scott Copeland? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's Felix Dubrant. Oh, Ryan man, T- I, remember, I remember that. Ryan Tapera has been around. Wait, Ryan Tapera was around in 2015? Damn. Yeah, 32 appearances. Ryan Tapera was, was your most used bullpen piece. Uh, other than well, you're not your most used. Your most used like non-essential bullpen piece. There's some crazy numbers. Like they used Osuna 68 times that year as a 20 year old. They used Cecil. I remember that. I remember that was like times. And that was like a. There was a lot of like bullpen management controversies this year. Uh, we'll get into some more bigger ones later. But I remember the um, the Osuna con- of like oh they're throwing him too much as a 20 year old. And now he's hurt, and maybe he'll never pitch again, which would definitely be a shame that we'd all be really sad about. Whoops. Gibby <laughs> <laughs> will do that to you. Um, <laughs> like, because they used him 72 times the next year. And then when you right. added in the playoffs, they used him, like, 200 times in two years. Man, 60 games from Aaron Loop is too many games from Aaron Loop. 60 games, but only 42 innings. So he, it is sort of... <laughs> I don't care. I don't... He's... It's crazy. That, bull, that bullpen, though, was crazy good yeah and you know what when we look at it you we see you see osuna and you see cecil who were very good aaron sanchez was very good and low-key at the time i did not appreciate it liam hendricks had a very good year he really did i was just looking at that too era plus of 141 64 innings five and oh he had he, was, he had so and then we trained for fucking Jesse Chavez. I'll never. I was gonna bring this up in the fourth episode of uh, Story Time, but we're talking about him now. 
I will never understand the Jesse Chavez for Liam Hendricks trade. Yeah. As long as I live. I will never understand it. At the time, I, I blew it off as like, you know, not a really big deal. You're trading a reliever for a reliever. But he has gone on to be a premier closer. Yeah, and he was very good for us in 2015. Uh, also, of course, the man that, for some reason, the only guy I could see when I went to games was Drew Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah. Who some... Drew Hutchinson's 2015 is extremely confusing. Somehow went 13-5 and five with a... F- Five and a half ERA and an ERA plus of seventy four, but still struck out one hundred and twenty nine guys. It, the, the numbers really don't make any sense because, like, everyone has a positive record except for Dickey, who had an ERA under four. Like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Hutch, uh, Hutch, you Hutch would either like, com- completely explode when he showed up, or he would duck after like three innings. Yeah, and the team would score seven runs after he got pulled out of the game. So like he would never <laughs> lose because when he gave them a deficit, they would just score, and he would win. He'd give up six runs, and they would win eight six. And thirty one appearances by Bo Schultz. Wow, there's a name I would have forgotten. Bo Schultz, thirty one from Steve Delabar, twenty three from Mark Lowe, eighteen from Latroy Hawkins, thirteen from Castro. Castro, I believe, start, to your point, he started the year as the closer, I think. <laughs> a little bit of Matthew Boyd as well. Made two appearances, got rocked, and then grew slowly into uh, a de- halfway decent pitcher for the Tigers. A lot of guys coming in and out, not afraid to make trades. Um, this was a couple years after, of course, the Jose Reyes trade to bring him in with Burley and Josh Johnson and, and, and all that giant dicky as well. as well. Um, but at this point, Anthopoulos was like... We are 100% in. I am making 100 of these moves. And, <laughs> and it paid off. I mean, they, they they got Josh Donaldson to start the year. Halfway through the season, they go out. They get Troy Tulowitzki. They get David Price. This is all stuff, of course, we covered uh, in the David Price story time. But um, I will say, I just looking at the numbers now for the first time in a long time, obviously Josh Donaldson's 2015 is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jose and Edwin's 2015s. Oh, yeah. Also ridiculous. I don't think I realized... I knew, like, obviously they were good because it's Jose and Edwin and they were great. But I don't think I realized that they were... Like, that three of them almost had 40 home runs. Yeah. Like, man, Jose's 2015 was so good. (laughs) Fuck, I miss Jose Batista so much. Yeah, to your point, Jose, 40 and 114. uh, 110 walks to 106 strikeouts. Uh, a 250, 377, 536 line for a 145 OPS plus. Only slightly outdone by Edwin with 39 and 111. 77 walks to 98 strikeouts, 277, 372, 557 for a 929 OPS or a 148 OPS plus, if you will. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of danger in that lineup. We had a little bit of um, the controversy late was that Tulewitzki didn't want to lead off. If you remember, uh, Tulewitzki led off basically from the end of July to the end of August. In, in, in from the 29th to the 29th, all but two games he led off. Um, and then he didn't play in three games, he didn't lead off. But he was like, I want to hit uh, fifth. was big time what he wanted to do. So Ben Revere took over the leadoff duties as of the 30th of August and would hold those in every game the rest of the way, except for the two hangover games where Dalton Pompey <laughs> let off uh, the rest of the way. So he would move back down into the five hole uh, and then would would 
he got hurt. Remember, we forget. Yes, that's right. He crashed into Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar. I believe in that in that Marcus Stroman doubleheader against the Yankees. Hop into shallow center, and it's Tulowitzki that knocks Pillar over. They say the out was recorded. Second base umpire Chris Guccione saying that Tulowitzki held it in proper time, but now of more concern, Tulowitzki is down. He gets hit right in the bat awkwardly and then just almost drops down because of that feeling you get when you get jarred, rear ended in a car or something. It's a delayed effect that you just. He let go of the ball. And for Toronto, you're hoping. That's exactly what it is, just something temporary. Perfect. You're looking at the lineups. Tulowitzki hits fifth uh, for about two weeks and then mysteriously disappears and returns to the lineup with three games to go in the season. And then was pretty good in the playoffs. That's right. Speaking of the playoffs, that is where we are headed next. The Blue Jays were headed there after clinching the American League East crown. The unbelievable... Out of nowhere, American League East crown the Blue Jays grabbed uh, that at the time I would not have believed, but did. Uh, a truly crazy and exciting time to be a fan of the Blue Jays. In episode two, we will take you through the lead up to Blue Jays versus Royals. Got all kinds of stuff. You know what happens early on. We will recount it anyway in the very next episode of Sports Fun Story Time. Storytime.